Hey, hey, hey. Mondays are the worst. Backups at work from the weekend. Everyone in the office is in a shit mood. And you could go to the bar, but on a Monday, it feels like the beginning of needing a 12-step program. So stay in and hang out with us while we consume a public meltdown live on stream. Meltdown Monday, Mondays at 7 p.m. Pacific, live at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. And check out our first schedule at echoplexmedia.com. Read into the lyrics, don't let the fuckies build quench your thirst. As long 
Welcome, everyone. Welcome, podcast listeners. Welcome, live viewers. This is episode 300 of The Plex. <clears throat> you can make sure to go and grab the whole unedited thing for free. Patreon.com slash Echoplex will be releasing this as a freebie. While you're there, do consider supporting the project. I am Producer Dave. You can find me on Grinder. Joining us all the way from Florida. I am Historian Matt, coming all the way from Florida. Um... You can't find me anywhere. I, I'm not anywhere, especially not on Twitter, even though Dave posts my Twitter some places. <laughs> <laughs> also, I know it's already posted to our chat, but I have a graphic novel that is out in paperback form. Everybody buy it. Uh, as far as I can tell, nobody's bought it. <laughs> it may be just delayed reporting on, on Amazon side, but we'll see. Um, other than that, the other guest hosts we got here. Hey, 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 I am the Media Wench. You can find me everywhere you can find Producer Dave, except for on Grindr. Uh, check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Join our Discord, discord.me slash Echoplex. And um, check us out at all of the uh, places and on all the things. And uh, Producer Dave, why don't you give them what you have given them what they have wanted for the last 300 episodes? I don't hate the cops And there's a person inside when the truncheon stops I don't hate the cops Oh, when the raiders come, who will protect the shops? Don't hate the cops They're a sensitive bunch if you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop is the sound of a taser Your body drops Don't hate the cops But don't hate the cops Don't hate the cops But don't hate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption And the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops Follow the law, don't hate the cops
Alex Jones has been having a very bad week. <laughs> to say the fucking least. Let's start going over his very bad week. First thing, the <clears throat> first clip I'm going to play is him essentially kind of admitting to using bankruptcy to defraud the court on his show. <laughs> of course he did. Yes, of course. Why wouldn't he do that? It's Alex Jones. This is, of course, what he's doing. They lie to the jury in the damages portion and say, I got hundreds of millions of dollars. That's why they do this. So they'll come up with some giant judgment on the already guilty Alex Jones that they hope is too big for us to even get a bond on. Well, once you're in bankruptcy, it's all there in the court and the bonds for the appeals are half your net worth. Well, that isn't going to be very, very much, maybe a million, million and a half dollars or something. And they're going to try to claim all this other wealth, but it, it's not true. So then we will be able to continue on with appeals and the rest of it for years and we will be able to 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 fight these kangaroo courts and hmm what okay. oh it just stopped there these people should ha these people should have me pull their clips what they all sound the same the him austin bennett you know the the, the kangaroo courts and the corrupt courts and the corrupt judges and it's a fucking and it's fixed and it's it's amazing that at like every level of derp it is just all the same fucking bullshit yeah <clears throat> he yeah. just like totally admitted to trying to conceal his uh assets yeah like on his yeah. show like that's <clears throat> he's just like oh i'm just going to uh admit to another felony right here on my show actually well, the president can do it <laughs> i mean he can do it that's right. That's right. Why not? Why not admit? Why not just admit to your crimes on your show? Make it make it easy for everybody else. Yep. So, you know how his attorneys accidentally just turned over all his fucking phone records. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> that was one of the funniest things that happened. Well, he's gonna he's gonna make some claims about this here that just aren't about that here that just aren't true. Of course. Every major platform is Alex Jones's phone has fallen in to the January 6th committee's hands. Here's my lawyer or counselor or advisor, Robert Barnes, give you his take. Absolutely, I've been doing constitutional law for a long time, and while I am not a representative of InfoWars, I am a representative that cares about the Constitution. And in that capacity, the Fourth, the Fifth, and the Sixth Amendment to the United States Constitution prohibit somebody from illicitly obtaining your attorney-client privilege-protected information. This goes all the way back to Andy Griffith shows in the 1960s. This is how universally understood this precept and principle is. So what the January 6th Committee is doing is violating the Fourth Amendment right against unreasonable searches, the Fifth Amendment right to due process of law and the Sixth Amendment right to counsel by seizing and stealing attorney-client privilege communications that cannot constitutionally belong to them. It is an outrage that should concern every American because in this case, like so many other cases, Alex Jones is everybody and everybody is Alex Jones. No, no, no. We can't have, uh, we can't no. play the Negan defense. So if I understand this, his attorneys accidentally sent the plaintiff's attorneys in his civil case, just everything, all of his text messages. Mm -hmm. And they forwarded yeah. that. The, the lawyers probably said, Oh, there's some stuff in here that the J six committee needs to see mm -hmm. and forwarded that to the J six <laughs> committee. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how this works, but I think that eventually it would all become public record anyway, because it was a, it was a, it happened in a, in a court. We're going to do a dramatic reading of yeah. Alex Jones's fucking text. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah, we should definitely there's going to be some funny shit in there, some super spicy stuff in there. 
So on a completely different note, but related to that video, it drives me crazy that the background that they have is like part of the image is from um, Dr. Strangelove. It's the, the war room uh, video. I don't know if anybody mm. knows that. I, I don't know. Do they like realize that that's a comedy and that's, you know, comment on their, <laughs> on their own shows. These people have zero self-awareness. Yeah. It's probably also like they could just, just for fun, the people who made that movie should go after him for copyright infringement, just to like, <laughs> just to pile on. Well, the, the director is not alive anymore. Well, somebody still owns the rights for it. So yeah, I don't know who, <laughs> but that'd be, that'd be pretty funny. Alex goes, well, now they're coming after me for copyright too. <laughs> uh, the deep state they they own everything warner brothers or yeah. whoever you know whoever it is so <clears throat> here's alex jones rolling up to court and on his way into the courtroom he's just gonna trash the judge because of that, course <laughs> because as we've learned from another saga we've been covering insulting the judge is really really smart they really, love it they love it and in yeah. fact it's like a Every lawyer in the country would tell you the first thing you need to do is insult the judge. Of course. She found me guilty. She lied and said we need to give them the discovery so she could have a show trial and tell the jurors eight times I've seen her, this man's guilty. So all of your rights to due process and trial by jury is being destroyed here in Austin, Texas. Austin is the second most famous city in America for judicial fraud. D.C. and Austin. For the Democratic Party have fully weaponized the judiciary to persecute people, just like Rick Perry, who they indicted for vetoing a bill. They indicted him. Or Tom DeLay. They've done this over and over again, and she hopes the jury doesn't learn what she's done. She even tried to sign a document saying we couldn't mention the First Amendment or say we're innocent. All I did was speculate and ask questions. I have a right to do that. It has been the lawyers, the Democratic Party, and the whole Sandy Hook anti-gun crew that has attached themselves to me for years. They've talked more in this trial about Sandy And it just stops. gets cut off right at some random place. Of course. But, <clears throat> yeah, don't go in there and fucking talk shit on the judge before the hearing or before your day in court. It's just like, wait till after. Yeah, was that before the hearing? That, that sounds like a really bad idea. Yeah, he was on his way into court that day. He had missed the first session of the hearing. And then on his way into the second session, he was uh, bad-mouthing the judge, actually. So that's fantastic, isn't it? Could it could explain the sentence, right? <laughs> it might. The judgment against him. So I believe the media wench is going to cover this in longer form tomorrow night on Meltdown Monday. But here's a quick clip of Alex not doing so well during his testimony <laughs> during the hearing. Oh, yeah. That's the exception to the food in the pork. <laughs> <laughs> you. Nice um, Alex, uh, you obviously have a very just not doing so well. Sweating bullets. Sweating bullets. Yeah, he's a little twitchy. A little twitchy, dog. A little bit sad. Now we got Tim Pool. I'm trying oh. to like. You'd think at this point, maybe Tim Pool would be like, let's go ahead and distance ourselves from Alex Jones. That's what Tim Pool is not going to do in this clip. He's going to basically talk about how Alex Jones is like some kind of hero or some shit and how this is all some kangaroo court uh, shit. They're trying to martyr him. Yeah, yeah. So I just wonder, as all of this stuff is happening, 
how much more of, of what Alex Jones has talked about will turn out to be right? Because, you know, when he goes on uh, Joe Rogan's show and he's like, you know, the, the, the cell phones and the human animal hybrids and, blah, and we're all just like, oh, geez, this is so crazy. And now this keeps happening. Look, I don't think it's proof that Alex Jones is right about everything, but certainly it's starting to put doubt in the minds of his critics when they're kind of like, well, you know, maybe. Bad misinformation spread by Alex intentionally or unintentionally. I don't I don't Ooh, guest appearance by the quartering intentionally. I don't know the man. But it is funny to watch every time this dude comes out as correct. Alex Jones is right again. Evergreen. Once I'm taken down, then all the dominoes fall. Well, so it's also clickbait. There's also a thing if you say Alex Jones, Sandy Hook, and you put in a title, a certain amount of people are just going to click on it. Here's the key. They, then they say more people are showing up in, in Connecticut. More people are coming to their houses, which they are. Because the media is all over the news saying there's a big conspiracy here. Alex Jones says it doesn't happen. And so people then hear it and they think, oh, you know, it's like looking for the Mothman or something. They're all running up there and the media is saying it in my name. And I'm saying, no, I believe it happened years ago. And so then I'm getting the blame and the attacks and the demonization and the threats for what the corporate media is saying over and over again that I'm saying that it didn't happen. And the families are getting the threats and the families are getting the attacks and the families are getting called crisis actors. Yes. Identify with it myself that when, you know, people who lie for a living are telling you that you're a liar, when people who are, are whose job it is to spread disinformation are accusing you of doing that, you kind of want to dig in a little bit and, and not give an inch to people who you know aren't criticizing you in good faith. But what is it about kind of how social media works, about how kind of, groups function have you thought about some of the psychological and cultural dynamics that that led you to to make some of those mistakes in sandy hook well sure think of this like a thousand page book and sandy hook in my life is like a quarter page like all these people just willing to help alex try to launder his reputation yep. just not gonna work <clears throat> no because he's his own fucking worst enemy in this whole thing because he literally said all of those things and then doubled down on them and they're all like on video or text. <laughs> That's funny. The quartering's like, I don't know the man. Mm. The out of those three, the even out Al even Alex Jones is like, I'm not hanging out with that weirdo. I guy <laughs> still plays with little kids' toys. You see, see that video he made about Shira? <laughs> that was weird. That was some weird <laughs> shit. I'm not gonna talk to the quartering. <laughs> So everybody get your get your crabs ready to dance. Here's the here's a breaking news of the the verdict, the second verdict of the punitive damages. A jury has just reached a unanimous verdict on another charge against Alex Jones in a defamation case being brought by parents of one of six of, of a six year old boy killed in the Sandy Hook massacre. The jury awarding forty five point two million to the family in punitive damages. This coming on top of the four million uh, four point one million dollars of compensatory damages the jury awarded yesterday. We're back with NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins. Ben, um, oh, Ben Collins is a hella good follow on Twitter for like dystopia beat stuff, by the way, goes through. What do, what do we know here? Yeah, that's about $50 million that Alex Jones will have to pay out to these families in the first of three uh, defamation cases. 
from San Diego parents. This is just a two different families. Uh, and, and this is a trial set in Austin, Texas, not Connecticut, like the next one will be. Um, this is a lot of money for Alex Jones. Uh, he, <laughs> it is alleged that he makes somewhere upwards of $800,000 a day. Still, uh, $50 million uh, to lose in two days is a tremendous amount of cash. Uh, the uh, plaintiffs were asking for $150 million. That's a third of this. Punitive damages don't usually go you know, 10 times the amount of compensatory damages. But that's what Alex Jones is dealing with here. He has to pay out about $50 million. Now, he will grovel and he will beg for more donations <laughs> through Bitcoin, and he will try to sell some more Sim, supplements. Did you get bingo? That's a lot of supplements. $50 million in supplements is a tremendous amount of brain force plus that Alex Jones is going to have to sell to make this up. <laughs> Collins, thank you for the update. Appreciate you. Okay. How much brain force is he going to have to sell to make this up? That's fuck yeah, Ben Collins. <laughs> Fucking warehouses full. So, unfortunately, this, I just realized that this uh, trial was in Texas, and I believe Texas has a cap on um, payouts for these like judgments and stuff. So I don't know if he's going to have to actually end up paying that much or not. Uh, I'm not a lawyer. It's just uh, just what I heard. I did not hear. I did not know it was actually in Texas before. Yeah, I was reading something about that too. I think it's what was it like three times the amount plus eight hundred thousand dollars or some shit. Like I forget what it was, but yeah, it wasn't ten times the amount. We'll see. I mean, even if he gets it on appeal, uh, the next one is Connecticut, where they have no such law. Yeah, and that's where that's where Newtown happens. So I have a feeling it's gonna it's that number is gonna be big. On the next one. Yeah. So we sent Hamburglar Dan Badondi to fucking harass people. <laughs> so up next, we got Roger Stone on the InfoWars sh show shortly after the verdict, talking about the verdict with Alex or whoever's hosting on InfoWars. Alex Jones is a good and decent man. He's a God-fearing Christian. <laughs> Sorry, dude. No. <laughs> He's done more for this movement than perhaps anyone you can name. And right now, he needs our support. There's a place at the InfoWars store where you can go just to make a contribution. If you're not in the market for a book or one of his great products, there's a link where you can just send a... You can just send money. Just send money. Just send, just send Alex money. I don't think a lot of people like Roger Stone anymore. Mm. I don't know if that was like the best move he ever made, trying to, trying to have Roger Stone on there to fucking grovel for him. But, you know, it's whatever. Um, this is this one's this one's this next one's amazing. This is uh Owen Schroyer. Uh, we saw him during the upfront get faced by that little girl. Well, here's him gonna say that he committed an act of heroism um on his way out of the courthouse, and that the the uh, the mainstream media is not gonna cover it or some shit, right? Of course. Go ahead, and I'm gonna do a scoop here because uh, I, I just feel like doing it. And uh, Alex, if you get mad at me for this one. I'm sorry, but um, he's like, if you get mad, I'm looking for new employment anyway. <laughs> this morning, Alex Jones actually saved a man's life after leaving the courtroom. And the whole thing is on video. And Alex, no, it isn't. He doesn't <laughs> want to put the video out because he feels like people would say he's exploiting the current phenomenon of the media being focused on Alex to put out this video of him saving a man's life. And then they would say, look at Alex exploiting the attention or even say it's, it's fake. It's not. He did. 
And he said, we don't need to make a big deal of it. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to air the video. But I just did it. So there you go. Cat's out of the bag. But uh, that's what you got. How did he save the man's life? Yeah. What? Like what, what happened? Did he press the walk button for no somebody? information. <laughs> Maybe he pressed the walk button for somebody. <laughs> He's like, hey, the, 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 walk, the walk light isn't on. Don't go yet. And the did guy's he, like, oh my God, you saved my life. Did he like give somebody, was somebody choking on one of his super male vitality pills and he slapped him on the back and the guy coughed it up? It could be that. It could be that. <laughs> he, he, he did the Heimlich maneuver on someone. God, imagine having Alex Jones do the Heimlich maneuver on you. All right. Well, that completes our the Alex Jones portion of the Sunday show this week. We're going to move on to the CPAC uh, portion of the show. This is a uh, first one is uh, MAGA women are the hottest. This isn't actually this isn't at CPAC. This is at some outdoor Trump rally. It's in Wisconsin. The next the next mm. clip is uh, from CPAC. MAGA women are the hottest. You know, the men on the conservative side are alpha males. They drive big trucks. You yeah. know, they hunt, they fish, they do all that. And the women lo love being women. They know what a woman is. They know how to dress. They know how to act. They take care of themselves. And as a result, you have attractive women on the conservative side compared to the women who are depriving you of any opportunity to sleep with them, Brian. I know you were Yeah, I'm heartbroken right now, to be honest with you. And that, you I said it. Tell, I, I could not put it any better than you. And I'm glad you said it, not me. <laughs> but to, to your point, uh, yeah, I mean, you look and just look at the, and I don't want this to sound disrespectful at all, but when you look at the, the conservative women in the movement right now, yeah. they're beautiful, they're yeah. strong, they're fit, they yeah. exercise. Carrie they Lake's a great example. Great example like, of yeah, it. And Margie gorgeous. Taylor Green, actually, yeah. if you follow on Instagram and social media, she yeah. takes care of herself yeah. uh, versus <laughs> a lot of the politicians on the left look pasty, like they've never gone outside for an ounce of sunshine. They, they Isn't Marjorie Taylor Green pretty tasty? Yeah, for sure. No, I think like I think like like attractiveness is probably fairly evenly distributed among different like political you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah. Like if ten percent of people are what we might call hot or whatever, then maybe like it's just ten percent across political like of different kind of political persuasions. I don't think it's I don't think it's <laughs> like leaning heavy on one like political ideology, but these people they just have to they have to just do something because they always get the least votes. So they're like, well, at least we're hot. <laughs> we're hot, and we get the electoral I mean, college. It's uh, it's almost like genetics is involved with it, and kind of you know randomly distributed across the population. Yep, and it's it's yeah. I just think that there are in fact good looking people that are left, right, center, whatever the fuck center means, libertarians. And, you know, regular looking people like like most people are just regular looking people. Like, I don't think that there's any real reason to believe that a certain political persuasion is hot. Um, yeah. Somebody having good politics that was hot, but that's different. <laughs> anyway, now we're going to move on to CPAC. I have two clips of Mike Pillow from CPAC. This first one, I don't even know what it's about. He's just going to be on stage saying the crazy. So that, and then, and then the next day we're having the trial of the machines. Nice, nice name, right? Trial of the machines. And they don't get, they don't get to come, just kind of like that big charade out there at the January 6th garbage. 
Okay. By the way, if I, January 6th, I said, I'll come and show you the evidence. They won't let me come. No, you I, weren't even. You on, didn't even go to the Capitol on January sixth. They're not interested in you. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Pelosi, tell you what a charade this is. You guys all know the FBI ruled that that was no. There was a year ago on June twenty sixth that there was no collusion with Donald Trump or or his uh, backers. It should have been over then. It's a joke. But anyway, there's another thing I want to tell you. The last thing I want to say is at that event, we're going to have people up on stage from other countries, and this is very important. You hear me on this. Over 54 countries have now been taken by the machines or are getting... Oh, shit. The Terminator. And you never get to go <laughs> yeah. back. I thought we would at least get a warning Australia, if Skynet arrived. Gone. You don't get to vote out the machines once they're there. Once they're there, you don't get your country back. God gave us grace, and he gave us... This is the one time in history. This is the best time to be alive. Because history is going to look back and say, every one of you, every one of you have taken a part of this to save our country and get rid of these machines before we're gone forever. Because if the United, the like Ronald Reagan said, if the lights go out here, they go out everywhere. The whole world is watching. We can't, now, now if we don't get rid of them by the fall, all of them, we're going to have, everybody's going to go vote these great candidates like Kerry Lake and override the machines and we're going to get rid of them eventually. All of them. <laughs> Honey. Honey, honey. Someone needs to switch him to decaf. He's selling coffee now. The, yeah. Probably needs to lay off the cocaine. I think so, yeah. <laughs> so here's him at the war room booth at uh, CPAC. This is uh, Steve Bannon's booth. Oh, God. Look to an idiot and a monster. And, or a monster and an idiot. It's like Diamond and Silk. You don't know which one is which, really. We figured it out one night and then for, instantly forgot. Yeah. I'm telling you, after the 20th and the 21st of August, the aftermath of that, you're going you're gonna to see the biggest change this country has ever seen, and you're going to also see judges. I said this before. Everyone says, well, Mike, what do you mean the judges? You go back a year and a half. Not one judge looked at evidence, except for Antrim County, Michigan, but he didn't want to rule on it. And those judges back then, they have families. They have neighbors, they have grandchildren. They were afraid. I'm telling you, they were afraid. But in the, a year and a half later, after everyone's seen the destruction of our country, what's hit, what has slowed that destruction have been the judges. How about those hundred, if you have a hundred people in your company, you have to take a shot and become a junkie. The judges Wait, what? stopped that. What? Okay? How, about the, how about the judge in Florida that made the great ruling about the mask mandates on airplane? Changed our history. How about Roe v. Wade, huh? How about that? How about that? How about that? <laughs> Tell you what, I'd like to catch him the fuck outside. Just saying stuff. <laughs> just saying things. Just into a mic saying things. Matt, you should be glad this guy's not from Florida. Because, like, there's one one dude not from Florida. We got enough people from Florida. Yeah. <laughs> true. It's funny because it's true. Yep. So... I had no idea that this Papa John guy was still like racist and wild out there. It was just still a thing, still a person that anybody would talk to. He no longer actually uh, owns Papa John's or is the CEO of Papa John's because the board of directors got rid of him uh, because he said a lot of racists, racisms. <laughs> and um, here he is at CPAC talking about how the pizza sucks now. 
the customers. I think the traffic counts less than it was when I was there six years ago. Over 40% of the stores are losing money. Wow. We uh, we won uh, ASCI, uh, the highest quality in the pizza category, 18 out of 19 years. They now are down with Little Caesars. So the thing has really got oh, away from dang, them. I hate Little Caesars, so that's... That's tough. But I, I feel I got so many people I love that are franchisees, and they really did well during COVID. But they've lost their way. That makes sense. And yeah. um, you know, if you don't have that quality, you don't have that service, and you don't have that culture, uh, you're asking for you know a, a bad day at the office. That's rough. I, I wanted to be successful so you can continue to get those checks. But at the same time, I mean, if they're losing the policies that you instated, mm -hmm. did you experience um, as a businessman conservative policies financially? Did they did they help you? Is that kind of oh, how you reached yeah, we, success? We built the whole company on conservative values that's what i'm saying the conservative ideology has two of the most critical attributes truth in god truth in you if you run your life on principles and you're truthful and factual wow okay and you have win-win mutual respect and you're thoughtful and you're considerate you're going to win god imagine working for that guy <laughs> little caesar's those little pan pizzas are fucking delicious so the good thing about this is that the owners of the restaurants are all franchisees, so he's not calling the shots. Mm -hmm. So even when he was right. running the place, it's not like it was like fucking God all the time and shit at his restaurant at, at the restaurants. The franchisees were probably just regular people, right? And uh, I've never had a Papa John's pizza. I don't know if it's any good, but I'm sure it's just as I'm sure it's just as good or bad as it was before. I don't think that um, I doubt that much changed because, like, it's just this big company. Why would they change like everything about the pizza? Yeah, they're it's not very good. So here's a former senator, uh, or maybe is it a current senator? I don't know. Whatever, uh, Rick Scott from Florida, Matt from Florida. You're right. You you do still have have some nuts there, <laughs> and he's um delivering a pretty crazy speech at CPAC, but like people aren't really clapping. Everyone will obey and no one will be allowed to complain. If you do speak up, boom, you're gonna be canceled. Your views, if you don't conform with Big Tech, Fauci, or Neil Young, you're gonna be taken off Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. The militant left in America are the modern day version of book burners. This is please clap moment. <laughs> Canceling, silence, and banning from the internet is book burning. These are the most narrow-minded people whatever. our country has ever seen. You call that a smattering of applause. They are completely ignorant of both world history and American history. Socialism leads to two things, poverty and oppression. Because there's no poverty in, in Florida. Mm -mm. Socialism is not a new idea. It's one of the dumbest, oldest, most discredited ideas of the 20th century that resulted in the deaths of 100 million people. Yet these Democrats, who have no idea how the real world works, are acting like they just invented socialism. Wait, what? The modern wacky left Democrat has never read George Orwell. They don't know they're making... Not for nothing, George Orwell was a democratic socialist or a so so social democracy guy. His predictions come true. <laughs> Let's be clear. What the militant left is now proposing is not simply wrong. It is evil. Sure. It's evil. I mean, it's just the usual conservative slash Republican talking points. 
the left is is liberal we're all gonna die if we become socialist or something i don't know and if we implement any social programs the entire country is going to implode it's, meanwhile we spend over a trillion dollars a year on our military that's not a social program oh okay it's not a jobs program or anything, Matt. Don't get it twisted. It's an anti-social program. <laughs> it is. War's fairly anti-social, I would say. <laughs> I I definitely agree with you there. Um, I my, I just like the smattering of applause. Media Wench was like, <laughs> it was. He was trying. There was a couple times nobody clapped when he was doing the like looking at the audience, waiting for them to clap thing. That was great. They're like, uh. Uh-uh. He didn't call anybody a groomer, so nobody's going to fucking have raucous <laughs> applause, right? He didn't accuse teachers of fucking indoctrinating kids with, I don't know. The, Critical with, race theory. With the gay or whatever. So this is from, I believe, the the hall at CPAC. And uh, these people are just really, they're, they're proud to be an American. Do conservatives have exactly one song? Yes. And as they have as many songs as they have jokes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling patriotic or like it's fucking uh, Ford Truck Month. I can't tell which. That's <laughs> how all of a sudden I have an urge to buy a lifted Ford F two fifty and roll coal. This next, <laughs> next this is so bad. So <laughs> Mike Suckaby is going to um he's got a a guide for your kids mm. about Donald one Donald J. Trump. Mm. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Huckabee. Isn't it amazing? It would be amazing if your video played. It'll go. Or not. Or not. So much that President Trump said still rings true. But schools and the media don't want our kids to hear anything positive. And that's why my team created the Kids Guide to President Trump. It'll teach your kids all about President Trump's accomplishments and his vision for America. And I want you to have it for free. To order your free Kids Guide to President Trump gift bundle, just click the button below. But mom, I'm an anarchist. <laughs> mom, mom, I'm an anarchist like the cats. Fucking oh man, I fuck. saw a video on YouTube where they're talking about conservative children's books. It is just amazingly bad, and and this seems to be another one to throw on a pile. I mean, if you're going to grift them, start them young, right? Uh, learning from big tobacco. Yeah, I mean, what they were saying was these child children's books are not actually for children; they're for parents to like. I I don't know. They don't really read them. I don't know if they read them to their children, but they're to push that agenda. There's a reason that that book isn't available on Amazon because they have already seen the one star reviews for <laughs> funny clouds and they are like, you know what? We don't want the people on the flex to read these on a yeah. Saturday. So we're going to move on to 
this is this um, anchor from OAN. We've been covering her a lot lately because she was mad at a pride flag in um, Huntington Beach. <laughs> she was like swearing at the pride flag. And then she, I don't know, the last two weeks ago when we did the show, she was complaining, I think, that people were making fun of her about it. <laughs> and now she's mad at what I'm going to have to assume is just a completely based uh, Navy Navy person who's also a drag queen told the Navy Times that he joined the force because he needed a stable income to fund his drag hobby. I guess nightly sh drag shows weren't quite cutting it for him, but uh, here's a visual for you so you can fully grasp what we're dealing with here. Oh my God, he's, he's, he's fabulous. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Slay. Wow. Fucking slay, queen. Joshua says doing drag allows him to embrace his feminine side and allows him to bring diversity and creativity to his audience, not just a face of makeup. Wow. I'm sure our enemies are just shaking in their boots. Here's a clip of one of his many performances aboard one of your taxpayer-funded military vessels. Check it out. <laughs> Looks like everybody's having a great time. Yeah. Yep, that's our modern military, folks. Hypersexualized, mentally unstable she-males using your money to fund their pastime. <laughs> wow. Don't dare even think of opposing this, you trick. Okay, Allison. Idiot. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Looking at her hair and makeup, she may uh, could benefit with a nice, friendly relationship between <laughs> her two. <laughs> All right, so... We're not going to get to all of this, but let's definitely do the one about Trump's lawyer talking about the possibility of Trump going to jail on a Newsmax. I think we're definitely going to have to do this one here. <laughs> I don't know whose show on Newsmax this is, but that's probably not really that important. If you look around on Twitter and you see all the, the, the same people that hate Trump so much, yeah. I mean, they all really believe that Donald Trump is going to end up in jail. Yeah. They, they, they truly believe that. Yeah. What, 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 what's your response to that? I think it's a sad day for our country that they, the vitriol that people have is so blinding that yeah. they would put a president, a former president, in jail for things that he, A, I, I don't even know what the claims are. It's nonsense. You know, well, it's, it's every single claim that I defend him in. Um, is really nonsense. And that's why we keep going back and fighting and suing people like CNN and suing whoever it is that's going to come at him with nonsense. It right. has to stop. It is complete abusive process. His civil rights are totally being violated. I mean, if, if he goes to like court and is convicted of a felony or something, he's going to jail. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't think, I think it's highly unlikely that we're ever going to see Trump go to jail. But what I find more satisfying than that is him like being constantly hit with new suit after new suit after new suit. They're just going to drain all his money away to where he's not <laughs> going to be worth anything. And all of this is just going to just turn his brain into just cheese. And he's going to just end up squeaking somewhere in a cottage somewhere in russia where nobody gives a shit about him anymore yeah him and alex jones will be building out a garage a studio in a garage right <laughs> ivanka just like once in a while shows up in a helicopter and delivers him like a fake 
like presidential briefing to give him <laughs> like little missions to go on around the property like a scavenger hunt to try to solve some puzzle keep him <laughs> occupied away from telephones and social media so we have well, no, a- the suits one of the suits are working when they when he starts hawking uh, supplements, right? <laughs> yeah, the, the lawsuits are working. It's like a Trump boner pills <laughs> endorsed by Ivanka. <laughs> anyway, uh, this lady's back. The liberals, not the conservatives, are the one who pound, pound, pound. Do it to its ultimate end and then hold people accountable. Not only that, but we can't give up on the other corrupt acts that oh. put our country in the position that we're in, like... The 30,000 emails that were erased and, oh, that was okay. That Crooked Hillary did that. Benghazi. Oh, my gosh. All these things were, oh, yeah, we're going to investigate. Congress should be having this, these badass huge rallies on the steps of the Capitol. And it should be congressmen. They have the platform. They should be having these press conferences. They should even ha- be having fireside chat- chats. They should do whatever they can to get out there with a message to the public to let them know what's going on. Right? I don't but know why they don't okay. seize the opportunity. So since when and her and Trump start using the same makeup artist? Right. <laughs> she's running for office. She's trying to get trying to get that Trump vote. Well, it's like she's getting um, her hair and makeup advice from like Tan Mom. <laughs> Well, somebody's going to hack her down and throw her in a lake because she yeah. looks like one of them <laughs> Confederate statues. We will never, ever <laughs> forget about Benghazi because <laughs> they won't let us. <laughs> oh, man. The, the, <clears throat> the idea that, that the, the government was just supposed to send in like the A team or something to go in there, be like pew, pew, America and like save yeah. the day is fucking absurd. Like when you try to <clears throat> when you try to do an extraction, like if you're trying to like sneak somebody out of a place sometimes it's like months of planning not like 15 minutes of planning that's how you end up with like that's how you end up with dead special forces to go with your dead diplomat mm-hmm. yep but on to on to somebody who we haven't really had on the docket in a while it's sebastian gorka he's gonna be talking to lauren bobert about guns on uh, newsmax populace if the citizenry in america is disarmed then we are no longer citizens we are subjects you know here in america we have gourmet treats for puppies we have uh these amazing groomers for dogs well in venezuela they eat the dogs and it started because they don't have firearms they do not have a way to they're trying to groom the dogs, but we need to arm them to, to protect themselves from the groomers. <laughs> I thought we were just grooming children. Now they're grooming dogs. Doggo gun. Whoa. Dogs don't have thumbs, bro. <laughs> they can't fire they can't a gun. They fire arms. They don't, they have paws, man. I. <laughs> <laughs> they can't bear arms. They only have legs. They can't bear arms. They have dog arms. <laughs> Their arms are always bare. <laughs> it's tough when your arms have feet attached to them. <laughs> Tiny little fingers with claws in the end. 
And yeah, obviously she means that they weren't able to stop the government from making them eat dogs because they don't have gun. The people don't have guns in Venezuela. But like, whatever. It's more fun to think she meant to arm the dogs. It's it's a lot more fun. So now we're gonna have our palate cleanser. This is uh this could have gone on the tech show, but we don't do videos on the tech show. So here's our palate cleanser. This is a uh, the local weather guy uh, figuring out his technology. Right now, kind of hung up just a little bit. Oh, I moved the map. I didn't know I, I could do that. No way. <laughs> that? I got to try it. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can you believe that? Just touch it. You can oh, go anywhere you want. That's so cool. <laughs> I didn't know. That. Can I zoom? Oh, man. We need that. <laughs> we do. We need that. Uh, it's a beautiful start this morning. Our temperatures are, are warming up nicely this afternoon, but we're still going to... I didn't... I just... I've like, never... Seriously. I've never touched it before. Oh, my oh, gosh. My. You can tilt it? What's going on here? All right. Anyway, I'm going to figure this all out. A beautiful day in the next couple of days. Roz, we're going to go out to you while I figure out this new... <laughs> that's horrible. That's the most wholesome thing that's been on the fucking docket. In a long time. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that's the palate cleanser. That has to be our palate cleanser. So we got, um, you remember Lance Wallanu? Lance Wallanu? Wallanu? Wallnow? We used to run clips of him all the time. He's like some kind of like religious conservative type. Um, he's getting in on the, the, the Mike Lindell grift. He's talking about how Trump's coming back, y'all. Mike Lindell. This is, this is in order to fix what happened in 2020 the right republicans have to be able to be in charge of the committees that investigate yeah so this is where our prophetic crowd sometimes gets gets it off because there's a process to a prophetic victory and the process is you have to win the midterms you have to you have to control the committees set the agenda that investigates what happens with Republicans and public scrutiny yeah. so that it's not done like a shell game right. or, or avoided. When that happens, you'll see the decertification momentum continue. If there was to be a reset for Donald Trump going back into office before the next presidential cycle, it would be because Republican committees were able to facilitate a process where the truth got out at such a level that states would decertify what they had certified and you will have a constitutional crisis that will go to the Supreme Court to see, because there's no precedent for this. What do you do when you have a decertified election post two and three years in? Interesting, interesting story, isn't it? It is. It's a story. It's, I would describe yeah. that as a story. Mm. Not even a prediction, just like a, just like a, I made this up kind of story. <laughs> like a things that never happened for a thousand Alex story. So we got the Indiana State House uh, talking about abortion. Um, I don't know what happened in this clip, but everybody seemed to be sharing it. And it says more of this. So maybe somebody dunked on somebody. Let's see. I'm thinking about um, situations that all mothers might face here. And that is, say, at 17 weeks, I had an ultrasound and I was told that the um, fetus is failing to thrive and has no chance of survival. With this amendment, is it true that I would have to carry that fetus to term? Is that true? Could you rephrase the question? 
Sure. So I'm, I imagine I'm uh, pregnant, I'm 17 weeks pregnant, and I've learned that the fetus has, is not thriving and has no chance of survival. Um, it's, is it true under this amendment that I would have to carry that pregnancy to term? Yes. Okay, a couple of more questions. So who will pay for the funeral um, after the <laughs> delivery of a dead or dying infant? I, I presume you are a trustee. Okay, so we're foisting that expense upon the grieving um, would-be mother. Um, so uh, one more question. Um, do you have any guidance as to how I would talk to my family or my young children about what I'm experiencing as I'm going through extreme trauma leading up to um, an, a, a delivery of a dead infant that they're they're seeing me go through this pregnancy. Can you, can you imagine the trauma there? Do you think there's a, a way to handle that that's, that makes sense? Well, blah, 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 something I would pray. simply say this. I, I don't think any of us um, are guaranteed tomorrow. All of us must accept uh, death as a consequence of life itself. And... Uh, that I would hope that you would uh, turn to your faith and, and your loved ones to help guide you through that and put faith and trust in uh, our creator, the almighty God. Wow. What a piece of shit. He's like, after I've made you, after we've made you carry a baby inside of you that you wanted, but there was a medical problem with that meant the baby was not going to survive pregnancy mm -hmm. and childbirth. Now we're going to have you just pray to God. Yeah. That'll, that'll fix yeah. it. Just yeah. turn to your faith. Yeah. Don't like, don't ask us to like, not put this ridiculous thing into law. <laughs> just pray <laughs> on it. Or, you know, maybe make some exceptions, <laughs> carve out some exceptions or don't make, don't do the law that you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. Just don't yeah. do the thing. Just leave this thing alone. Just leave leave the law in Indiana as it is. Oh no. Here's one Charles Kirk. Great. <laughs> Sorry about this, everybody. He's gonna talk about um how they took Easter away from you, uh, but because of monkeypox, but you can still have an orgy. And he means other people. And there's even some evidence that government wants monkeypox to continue to spread. San yep. Francisco. Instead of okay. <laughs> trying to tell people to stop the behavior, last week, San Francisco declared the public health emergency, yet promoted orgies. Wait, what? What? And again, I must live in kind of a different world, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a very sheltered, conservative world. Yes. I had no idea how widespread <laughs> orgy culture was in America. I think some of you probably agree, by the way. Now, it literally again, just gave me a pain. This, there's a lot more I want to get to. I would prefer never to say the word orgy again on the Charlie Kirk show. Oh, okay. yeah. I would prefer yeah. it too, actually. <laughs> we, there we go. Me and Charlie, maybe we could even get back together because we could agree that he could never say orgy on the show. I would prefer never to talk about this, but I'm going to be brutal in the truth, an administration of truth, and blunt, with no patience whatsoever, because I will not live through another lockdown or an erosion of our civil liberties by a corrupt and usurpatious government because we're afraid to offend people. Don't care, and you shouldn't either. 
We sh- we're not going to live through it again. We're not going to allow our Constitution to go through the shredder because we need to tell people not to offend them because guess what? Christians had their churches locked down, Easter stolen from them. There was all these unnecessary lockdowns and vaccine mandates and people being clicked up, kicked out of the military, people losing their jobs and lawsuits and businesses that were targeted by OSHA. All of that because of a public health emergency. They took Easter from Christians, as I mentioned. Yes. So let me boil it down. They took Easter from Christians, but they won't take orgies from gay people. Why? <laughs> Listen. Wow. Uh, Monkeypox is not as contagious as the fucking COVID-19. No. None of the shit he's talking about is likely to happen unless some unless it mutates and becomes much more contagious. It's it's like close quarters with somebody in like with very little or no ventilation and like some skin to skin contact. If you come in contact with the lesions and uh, some people are getting it from sex, but it's most likely from the skin to skin contact associated with sex. And so none of this is going to be what it, we're not going to go through. What we had with COVID again with monkeypox, just because the numbers aren't going to be there. And it's not, it's, I think it's killing zero people. People yeah. are getting it, but it's killing no none of them. It doesn't even seem to be deadly. I mean, it it is supposedly deadly. It's just a very low death rate. Um, I think it's below you know COVID nineteen. I don't know if it's less than the uh, regular flu, but it's not airborne. It is airborne, but you have to be really close con you know close distance, not not contact to to get it through the air. It's much less contagious in that respect than COVID-19 yeah, or yeah. even the cold, common cold. <clears throat> you have to be in like a small space with no ventilation really to get it from somebody airborne. Yeah. And, you know, there are spaces like that where people can get it. They're just not that, not that many spaces like that. Yeah. I mean, you basically have to be in pretty intimate contact to, to get it. So, um, I'm not going to any orgies right now. I'm sorry. Did he explain the whole orgy thing? Because I did not get that at all. Like, well, no, no, because he first he said something, 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 then San Francisco, and then just looked at the camera like that was supposed to explain everything to us, right? And I was like, "Are you talking about people taking a shit in front of the artisan cupcake shop? What are you talking about?" <laughs> exactly. And then he mentioned that I guess San Francisco is promoting orgies. I think by existing, San Francisco is promoting orgies, though, just by its yeah. mere existence. There's sex clubs there and stuff too, but there's like. The sex clubs aren't just like gay sex clubs. There's yeah. all kind of people go to sex clubs. We got two more clips on the regular docket this week before we go into red light. Um, thanks everybody for hanging out during the podcast part of the show. Uh, live viewers, we are working on the lighting in here. Um, so we'll get some, the red light looks fabulous, but we're, we're working on the white lighting in here. Probably going to just do some ring lights or maybe ask Matt for some help. See what Matt's, okay. Matt's lighting is. I fabulous. got new lights. They, Matt's I feel like they fabulous. look better. I don't know. It's they hard do. to they tell look on my really screen. Good. Yeah, your, your lighting's real good. Maybe we'll ask you for some advice. Anyway, that's a that's a that's a not really a pod conversation, but whatever. I guess it's part of that weird parasocial relationship we have with the people who download the <laughs> podcast too. Um, this is Tiny Dancer Ben, who earlier in the upfront on our best of segment came out to the song "Turn Down for What." <laughs> he is now going to talk about how he hates rap music again. Because that's like just a thing about him. 
A representative for Beyonce has confirmed to Insider the lyric containing the word spaz in her new album will be changed as well. In the statement from Beyonce's team, they claim it was not used intentionally in a harmful way, which, by the way, is true. I actually, I can't believe I'm defending the Queen Bay here. I'm now one of the Praetorian guards for the Queen Bay, but apparently I am. This is not the only controversy the Grammy-winning singer has faced amid release of the new album. Renaissance was leaked two days prior to its official release date. Additionally, the superstar has now been involved in a feud with singer Kellis over the sampling of her song, Milkshake. Kellis said that Beyonce did not inform her prior to the use of her song, claiming theft. However, it is unlikely Beyonce's team was contractually required to inform Kellis prior to use, uh, Yeah, I mean, this is another musical issue that I have no idea how it's okay to just grab other people's music and sample it. But with that said, it is, um, it is amazing. These, these are the standards in our society. Using the word spaz in a song, totally bad, horrible, remove it, offensive. Having full-scale songs for children about the moisture state of your vagina. That's that not for children. Wonder. <laughs> yeah, you effing with some wet-ass P-word. P-word is female genitalia. Just the stuff that you should play for your kids. <laughs> very empowering, empowering stuff. So I feel like, I feel, the, the left is very strict on its language and very loose on its morals and ideas. Yes. The, the right tends to be a little looser on language and a little bit more strict on its morals and ideals. Yes. We find we find like the word spaz, like probably people with disabilities or whatever have been called that. And like people with mental mental health issues have been called that. And then Beyonce fig found that out and she's like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to do that at all. She's like, I want my yeah. music to be for everyone. And Ben Shapiro doesn't like it. Mm. Wow. <laughs> the beautiful woman doesn't want her music to be for everyone. <laughs> wow. So our, our final clip is this this movie that's coming out. It's called tour de pharma was it tour de pharmacy it looks pretty great it's not an anti-vaccine movie um it's just kind of making fun of i guess pharmacies in the pharmaceutical industry so we'll uh, we'll have to keep an eye on this maybe we'll maybe we'll check it out off stream sometime when i took a large dose of amphetamines i ended up having sex with Why a you the head of the anti-doping agency tried amphetamines Oh, we have to try every drug on our band list so we know what we're dealing with. I actually paint what the experiences are like so I can remember the effects of each drug. Would you like to see them? So this is what I painted while I was on amphetamines. It's kind of what I felt like when I did the drug. <laughs> yeah. This is when I did crack. Okay. So you can see how similar the two drugs are. Oh, this is from when I did meth. So you can see that meth is a very different drug than the other two. Sure, because the bear is now sucking your dick. Yeah. That would, that would be a toothy blowjob. That's fucking amazing. I want to watch whatever movie that is. <laughs> That's great. It's obviously like a mockumentary. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. So fucking that was episode 300 of the Plex podcast. Thanks for uh, jumping back on the show for the podcast listeners. Podcast listeners do make sure to go to patreon.com slash echoplex. This one's a freebie, but while you're there, I mean, you could give us money um, and you can also go to echoplexmedia.com slash support and uh, give us money that way. There are also ways to do that uh, via Twitch. Like somebody just in the chat right now uh, gave us money via Twitch. 
with the with some bits. I appreciate that, Ali Drew. Thank and, you, thank you. And thank you, Ali Drew, also just for being like a producer of the show, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> Helping us put the docket together week after week after week. We couldn't do the show without the people in the Discord, especially Ali Drew dropping those hot videos. So we're going to play a song, and we might end up playing two songs because the switch over to Red Light takes a little longer here than it did at the other spot. But the first song is and always will be uh, Boomers. Matt, thanks for joining us once again this week. Thanks for having me. And I'll see you uh, tomorrow for uh, our tech show. It's called How the Tech Are You? And you should check out that show too, podcast listeners. Uh, we had to take a week off, but we'll be back tomorrow with that show. This is Boomers by Periscope, and we'll be back with Red Light.
Hey, you. Yeah, you ain't doing nothing. You know why? Because it's Tuesday. Nobody's doing anything on a Tuesday night, except for Echoplex Media and Local Love. Local Love is a San Jose and greater San Francisco Bay Area independent music podcast showcasing local bands, comedians, and artists for the last seven years. Every show is packed with local music, upcoming shows and gigs, plus live performances and interviews with local artists. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Check out our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com.